Welcome to the New Man Podcast, a show for brave men to experience freedom in their faith, sexuality, and relationships. The goal? To provide practical tools and timeless principles that help you become the man you were made to be. And now, your host, Sathya Sam. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the New Man Podcast. I'm your host, Sathya Sam, and thank you so much for listening today. It is a real pleasure to be here with you and uh, and to do this together. Um, man, just a little update on me. There was, there was one or two things that I thought would be worth updating you guys on. Uh, for starters, the book is continuing to make some progress here. And um, we are almost done the last round of edits, which is just crazy to me. Um, because I started writing the manuscript in January. So most people take anywhere from six to 12 months to write a book. And then usually it's another six to 12 months to, to release it really well. Uh, you know, if you're self-publishing, you can obviously, uh, expedite those timelines a bit, but, um, it was such a God thing. Like the manuscript basically poured out of me. Um, and I wrote, I wrote, about 300 pages in two months, which is just unheard of. If you talk to anybody who's written a book and, um, yeah, I mean, here we are, it's, I guess the sixth month of the year. We're in June, 2021. And, uh, and we're gonna, we're gonna have that manuscript almost, almost completely finalized one more round of editing here. So super excited about that. And, um, it's still a little ways away from the release date. Um, we don't even have that determined yet, but when we do, I will let you guys know, cause I'm really excited about it. And I know, um, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm very convinced this book's going to impact a lot of people. Um, the other thing that I want to let you guys know is that we have Garrett Johnson from fight the new drug interviewing. Um, I, I'm actually going to do the interview with him this week and it'll probably get published next week. Uh, if I had to guess, so, um, stay tuned for that. It's going to be really good. Um, Garrett is, uh, a, a real colleague, somebody that I've been able to build uh, a relationship with here the last couple of years. And he interviewed me on their podcast, consider before consuming. And that brought um, tremendous growth to my business and ministry last year. Um, so I'm very grateful for them. But you know, beyond kind of the, the personal aspect, uh, fight the new drug is just they are a force. Um, they've been one of the more prominent, um, you know, industry leaders in the porn recovery space. And uh, it's just such a pleasure to connect with them. And to yeah, to hear some of Garrett's story is going to be amazing. Um, I won't get, I won't give any spoilers, but I'll just say Garrett is not on staff simply because he has specialized skills that are serving the organization. He has his own story and it is really, really incredible. I've never heard anything like it. So I'm excited to share that guys with, uh, share that with you guys. And I think that'll be happening probably beginning of next week. Um, Today, I want to talk about a really easy topic, a really simple topic. Um, but honestly, I, I can truthfully say with all my heart that what we are about to talk about is, uh, is the number one cause of slips in my clients. The number one cause. And, and I, that's going to sound like a little bit dramatic, probably sounds kind of like clickbaity. Uh, I didn't know how else to phrase this with the same degree of accuracy. It, it is the most common reason that men slip. And uh, at least the men that I work with. And, um, 
And I just, I, you know, I'm brainstorming podcast content and just thinking like, okay, what are the things that guys need to hear? And it's like, oh yeah, of course they, they should probably learn a little bit more about the number one slip that I'm seeing in my clients here. Um, and I know that what I, what I see in my clients is not the entire world, but we work with, you know, college students to medical doctors, physiotherapists, accountants, engineers, pastors, uh, people that are single, people that are married, people that are divorced, people that are engaged, people whose engagements have been called off. Like we, we work with people across the board. We work with people who have same sex attraction. Um, you know, like there, there's no, there's no limit to people we work with. So I know that if I'm seeing a pattern in such a diverse group of clientele, it's likely representing the the communities at large. And and again, you can't just paint everybody with a broad brush stroke. I don't believe in doing that. But um but I have identified a pattern and I, I wanted to talk about it today. Okay, you ready for it? The number one cause, the number one thing that causes men to slip is the inability to manage stress. So let me say that again. The leading cause of porn and masturbation slips is the inability to manage stress. So just let that one sink in for a minute. It sounds, um, you know, oversimplified, but I'm going to guess that when you hear me say those words, it probably makes sense. You might think about... Uh, the times where you slipped, um, especially maybe the seasons where it's been really bad. And it is likely that there was an increase in stress in that particular season of your life. I, uh, I've i seen a, an unusual number of different behavior patterns over the years. Um, and I one thing that's become a lot more common is men not struggling with porn, you know, they don't really watch that much porn, but they masturbate all the time. And sometimes you see the other way around, but that's quite rare. But I would say it's becoming relatively common. And this is especially true in my, I would say my high performance clients um, who are in, you know, just very demanding professions like a a medical doctor, uh, business owners, um, especially small business owners where, you know, the, the demand for them is exceptionally high, not a lot of spare time. So you'll, you'll see that, that yeah, porn viewership, maybe not so high, but then masturbation is pretty regular. That is a telltale sign of stress, uh, or inability to manage stress. So, um, I, that's an example, but I literally see it across the board and you just see that the stresses of life become, overwhelming and and we we need an outlet we need something to gratify something to medicate something to help us cope with the stress that that just seems overwhelming and there are good ways to handle stress and there are poor ways to handle stress i don't think you need to be told this but just to get it super clear porn and masturbation would be considered bad ways to manage stress uh, those are not good ways um but there are good ways to handle stress. And I wanted to talk about it today a little bit because I, I guess my thinking was, you know, if stress is the leading cause of most slips, then if we can learn to manage stress, we should be able to reduce the number of slips that happen. And this is what we see in our clients for sure. Uh, and this is what I've, saw, I've seen in my own life as well. And, you know, even though I'm free for five and a half years, 
uh, it's still the, the patterns are the same. Like if I don't manage my stress well and in a healthy way, then I resort to bad behaviors. It might be that I am a little bit short with my wife. It might be that um, that I maybe eat poorly. It might be that I skip out on some workouts. It might be that maybe I'm not looking at porn, but I can catch myself uh, checking out girls a little bit more or feeling just more tempted to do double takes and all that kind of stuff. It, it's, it, it can happen in any kind of way, but the, the, the things that I need to do to manage stress are, are just the same. They're the same now as they were when I was struggling with porn. And this is why I believe it is one of those uh, universal skills. In other words, if you can learn to manage your stress well, you don't just reduce your porn consumption, you improve your relationships, you increase your productivity at work, and you you improve your sense of self as well. You really start to um, enhance the way you see yourself and the way you manage yourself, and you're going to make better decisions as a result. So I, I really believe in this whole subject, and I think if we can just get to the nuts and bolts uh, a little bit today, that um, that can really go a long way. So here, here are the two things that you always want to ask if you're dealing with stress, okay? There's, there's really just two things. You want to ask, what is causing the stress? And why is it stressful? Okay, what is causing the stress? And why is it stressful? So what is causing the stress? Um, Is it deadlines at work? Is it a 100 little things that you need to do around the house that just continue to add up? Is it that you don't know how you're going to pay your bills? Is it that your wife or your your girlfriend have you and your wife have been at odds? You've been at odds for a while now. You're you're not getting along. What is causing the stress? Okay, this is this is gonna be an external answer. It is a description of the circumstances. It is it is kind of the more tangible aspect of stress. What is causing the stress? Um, let me use a, a personal example for me recently. My business grew a lot last year and I did not have some of the legal elements in order to handle the growth. Uh, it's not that I delayed things that I shouldn't have or yeah, it's not that I would delay things that I should have done. It, it was just that, you know, once I you reach a certain point, there are additional measures you need to take. It kind of snuck up on me. A lot of the growth happened at the end of the year and I couldn't really scramble to get things in order. And so the tax bill came for last year, uh, which was new territory for me, having to pay a tax bill after, um, you know, just being a, an employee and having kind of a side hustle that didn't uh, really have much taxes to be paid. The tax bill came and it was way more than I was expecting. Um, like we're talking multiple thousands of dollars. And that was really stressful for me. So what was the stress? The stress was that I owed the government uh, way more money than I had planned for and that I had to now come up with the money. So that is the stress. That is what was causing me stress. This tax bill was causing me stress. Now, again, in in some of my other messages, you'll notice that I use you know fitness examples or or monetary examples to sort of explain the principles and the concepts in really easy to understand ways. And then we take those principles and concepts and we transfer them to a porn recovery context. This subject is different because actually uh, financial stress is probably one of the main reasons that people watch porn and masturbate. 
because they cannot actually handle the stress of it and they feel like they have no control over the situation. So watching porn or masturbating give you that sense of control. And we're going to do a, a whole, probably a series actually, on what I call the safety control trust triad. And uh, that'll be for another time. But it's a, it's a big deal. But I guess the point I'm making is that we're not, I'm not using a, a monetary example um, to then transfer a concept over. I'm using a monetary example because these are the kinds of triggers or these are the kinds of conditions that lead to porn viewership. Okay, the, the association is direct uh, as opposed to maybe previous episodes where we kind of indirectly link these two ideas. So let's go back to this example. What is causing the stress? A tax bill, a tax bill that is higher than what was anticipated. Now, the second question you want to ask yourself, which is much more important, okay, most people can answer that first question. Yeah, you can kind of describe it. And these are even the things that we're comfortable sharing with our friends. Oh, man, you know, dang government, like taxing me more money. And, you know, these are easy things to discuss or they're at least easier. It's easier to talk about the, um, the, the stress that is going on. But the second question, and actually, hold on, let me just add one more thing to my, my example that I left out. When we got the tax bill, I had just made the decision to leave my full-time job and do this business full-time uh, because like I said, it had grown enough. Um, but when you make a transition like this, you want all the capital that you can possibly have to just ensure that the bills are covered and then to, of course, invest into the business so that you can grow it and really push this thing forward. And so uh, the last thing I needed was another bill, another expenditure. And, um, and that was uh, really stressful. And to add one more thing, my wife was really struggling with anxiety and having panic attacks and um, not able to work. So we just we got hit on three different sides kind of um, in our finances. And it was really, really stressful. Okay, so that is what was causing the stress. The second question, why? Why is this stressful? Now, this sounds like a stupid question when we're talking about, you know, like having money to pay your bills. It's kind of like, it seems so stupid to say like, well, why is that stressful? But let me tell you, you can have two people with the exact same set of circumstances and one is stressed out of their mind and the other is cool as a cucumber. And the the reason is because they are perceiving the situation differently. And that is why for the, the guy who is in that set of circumstances where he where he is stressed out of his mind, he must ask himself why, because he the answer to that question is going to reveal what is differentiating him from the other guy who's not stressed out at all. Now, I'll be honest, if uh, Sathya in 2019 got that tax bill, if Sathya in 2018 got that tax bill, 2017, he would have freaked out. I mean, he he would have freaked right out. It would have been meltdown. It would have been like, God, why have you forsaken me? What have I done wrong? Uh, that that would have been re- it would have been just a dramatic meltdown on Sathya's part. 2021 Sathya saw the tax bill and I was upset. I was really upset because it was just it was more than I was expecting. And I was um, I was a little bit, you know, angry that my my accountants and my bookkeepers didn't help me out with that a little bit more. But to be honest, I realized I can handle this. That, that was my initial response is I can handle this. It's not really it's not the situation I want. 
I can handle it. And the only reason, the only reason is because over the years, I have worked hard on how I respond to financial stress. And I'm still not perfect. My wife will tell you this is something that I still, uh, you know, I have to work through. But I've gotten a lot better at managing it. At just keeping a calm, collect demeanor about it. But then as well, just really trying to gain perspective and not lose sight of the things that, that truly matter in it. And, um, and, and I, I believe that my response was better. Again, it's still stressful, but it was better. And I, I didn't have a meltdown. Um, I didn't start like compulsively eating sweets. I didn't feel even really a pull to go watch pornography. Um, like it it was really stressful. You know, my wife's struggling with her health and I'm kind of on call to be there for her and support her as it's needed. I owe the government more money than I was expecting. I'm making a transition or I just made a big decision to transition uh, to doing this work full time. Like we're, we're talking about some major stressors here. And, um, and because of the, some of the practices I've developed that we're about to explore, I was able to keep a, a relatively calm and collected perspective. Now, I sought to work vigorously to get some of these situations resolved, to figure out what happened and to make sure it didn't happen again. That's kind of more the, the like pragmatic part of it. But um, when you ask yourself, okay, why am I stressed? Uh, for me with finances, it always comes down to one simple thing. When I'm stressed about finances, the reason why is a fear of poverty. Every single time, it's always a fear of poverty. It's not anything else. It's not like... Um, I don't know. It's, it's not because I feel like a failure. It's not because, um, yeah, I, I don't know what else it could even be. I, I'm, but, the, but it always boils down to me to this fear of poverty. That's all it is. So when you're at work and you have all these projects and you have deadlines and you don't know if you're going to meet the deadlines and you're stressed and you just ran into this setback with the one project that looked like it was going to be on time and then your coworkers giving you flack and you're not getting along with them and you know when you have all these stressors well, you want to ask yourself why why does this actually stress me out because one person might find that situation stressful because of the relational discord and it's you know what if they reject me um or or what if i cannot please them there's this fear of i will not be able to make them happy uh meanwhile another person might might be in the same situation and they'll say oh well um this is stressful because I don't feel good about myself if I can't complete things on time or if I can't meet expectations. So identifying why something is stressful is really, really helpful. And what it enables you to do is it doesn't just, um, it doesn't leave you a victim to the circumstance because if you only answer the question with what or uh, the external thing of, um, of like, you know, I, I need to pay my bills, I can't meet my deadlines on time, you are a victim to the circumstances and you have to hope that the circumstances change, but those are external forces and, and they're not entirely within your control. But when you ask the question, why am I stressed? You are now coming up with an answer that is completely within your control. My fear of poverty is mine to control. It is mine to manage. Uh, your desire to please people, your fear of rejection, your need to feel significant in accomplishing projects and completing them on time, those are things that you can control. They're in your realm of control. And that is really, really, really good news because it means you can actually do something about it. 
It means you don't have to wait for the circumstances to pass. You can do something about it now. And this is what the most successful people do. The the most successful people in managing their stress, they do not delay in their response. They identify why they are stressful and then they tackle it. They, they broach it head on. They don't say, okay, yeah, now I got it figured out. I'll deal with that next time or I'll use that tomorrow. No, they, they start now immediately. So ask yourself, what is stressing me out and why am I stressed about it? Why is it actually stressful for me? And as you answer it, you then need to tackle it head on. So the, the, Top three things that you can do are journal, journal about it. I'm telling you, journaling is probably the best way that you can mitigate stress. Journal. Number two, talk to somebody about it. Number three, do something physical. Do something physical. Work out, go for a walk, go for a run, uh, play with your kids, uh, you know, roll around in the mud. I have a pool. I go for a swim in my pool. Uh, do whatever it is that you want to do, but do something physical. There, it, it is simple science that physical, ex, uh, not even exercise, but just physical activity, engaging your body physically alleviates stress significantly. And the fourth thing I would say as a little bonus is do some or find something good for your heart. Um, so you have to you have to cater that one specific to the issue at hand. So if you're stressed because of a fear of poverty, sometimes I will remind myself, like even in my journey, I'll just remind myself of times that God provided. Or other times where I, you know, I remember this situation, I was really scared. Um, you know, like when we bought our house, I remember like, I was just scared that like the mortgage was going to be more that I didn't add up like all the monthly expenses correctly that I uh, underestimated them and that we weren't going to be able to afford it. And our house has been super affordable. Like it, it just reminding myself of those little examples. Um, those are great ways as well to really keep your heart in check and, um, and to, I would say alleviate the stress. So four things that I recommend journal talk to somebody about it, do something physical, and as a bonus, uh, cater your solution to something that addresses the emotion. So it could just be, uh, maybe if it's, uh, if it's, you know, you're afraid that your boss is going to reject you if you perform poorly, it's just reminding yourself of the encouraging things that your boss has said about you. So it's using your memory to, um, to kind of keep perspective and to use as a precedence as you go into this situation. So four things that you can do that will help you alleviate stress. And remember, stress is kind of like the first domino in the chain for most men when they slip. So if you can stop that first domino from falling, or you can at least reduce the frequency at which that domino falls, you will find yourself slipping less often. And that is a big deal. So I, I want to encourage you, uh, you know, we all have stressors in life. Life is not, uh, it's not just a walk in the park that is completely void of any challenges. Doesn't matter how rich you are, how, how successful you've been. Uh, it has its share of challenges. It has its share of stressors. And you and I are wise if we can find ways to manage that stress effectively. And don't just follow some uh, blog that you read online. And don't just do what this podcast tells you to do. You need to start there. But find the things that work the best for you. I offered four different things. I guarantee you that of those four things, one of them is going to be a knockout. One of them is going to be the thing that helps you manage your stress 
80% more effectively than anything else. So, so look for that one thing and then master it. Do it well and do it without fail. Hey, I'm cheering you on. I want to thank you so much for listening today. It's such a pleasure to do this. And uh, I just appreciate you sticking around here to the end. Uh, One thing you can do that really helps is to leave a rating or a review for the podcast on your respective platform. That helps us get the word out. And uh, it just means the world to me. Thanks again. Have an amazing day. and We'll talk soon. Thanks for listening to The New Man Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, you can share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest, please sign up for the weekly newsletter at www.sathiasam.com or follow on Instagram at Sam. Thanks again and see you next time.